Hey, y'all, I want you to check out Brooklyn Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games. It's like a monthly zine subscription. Each issue is chock full of imaginative, useful information you will use at your table. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games for a new issue in your mailbox or inbox every month. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today I'm joined by two guests. Returning guest, Giuseppe, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello. It's good to see you again. It's great. It's great to have uh, have me again. It's great. (laughs) And you are joined by Andrea. Hello. Hello, Shane. Hello, you all. How are you doing? Very, very good, thanks. And That's you? good. I'm doing uh, fair to Midland. Fair to Midland. <laughs> uh, we're doing all right overall. Now, we're going to talk about, well, what we always talk about here, games. And y'all just put something out not that long ago that seems to be doing pretty good. And that's Fallcrest Abbey. What, yes. what can you tell me about that? Um, so the, the basics of it is that it's an old school essentials adventure. It's a low low level one, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And it's a small one. It's a 20, 19, 19 room dungeon. And we okay, we we we, we tried to put in all the things that we expect from a published adventure. So we, we tried to have uh, interactivity, mystery, exploration puzzles and interesting NPCs to interact with. And uh, we worked a lot on format. We tried to have the text as clear as, plus, as possible, like the, the, yeah. the standards published old school essentials adventures from Nicolai Gnome. Yeah, it, it's laid out from what I'm seeing. I'm looking at the preview on the drive through RPG. Go to drive through RPG right now. Don't wait. If you're driving in your car, pull over and go right now. <laughs> put it in park and put your hazard lights on. And go to drive through RPG because there's only a dollar there right now. Correct? <laughs> Correct. For now. For now. <laughs> but, but don't do it while driving. You got to pull over and put on your hazards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go through your drive-through app. If you don't have the drive-through app installed, you can install it and, and you can purchase <laughs> right there in the little app. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems to be selling pretty well from what I'm what I'm seeing. <laughs> yes, it's it's been going super fast since day one. Of course, it's kinda easy to sell fast when you put your thing at one dollar for sure. I mean, the, the preview shows that it's decent quality <laughs> with the yeah. out and uh, all of the adventure. You can read all of it in the preview. So you can basically <laughs> see before you buy all there is to it. Yes, you can rip it off from the, the preview <laughs> if you like. Yeah, you that, uh, that's you what I mind The free sample <laughs> read line it, all, through all the pages, you can grab it for free, actually. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the entire book is in the in the free sample. I was sitting here flipping through, like, is that the whole book? Yes, it's it's the whole thing, I think. 
or yeah. may I, I, yeah i think it's full of it so you can get an idea of what you're looking at and you can see it is it, how well it's laid out and everything before you you click and purchase for that dollar yes <laughs> <laughs> we we really wanted people to be sure of their purchase well one thing uh another thing that i think helped with uh sales was that we shared an early version of the adventure on the official facebook uh, old school essentials group so a lot of people actually read it and some of them played it uh, before it was released there, there was a core of people who already knew what it was about and um, we also benefited from some feedback by the players a lot a lot, a lot. We, we received very good feedback we wanted to make sure that the text was clear there was no confusion with some of the more complicated bits like some puzzles and mysteries uh, and we're not native speakers so <laughs> we also <laughs> wanted to we wanted it to be double checked yeah the language no too now now Andrea, you are a you are a you're a writer outside of this as well, correct? Yes, I am game book author and RPG RPGs author in Italy, here in Italy. And I worked before with Giuseppe and the both of us really matched together. We we go super fast. We we have a good relationship, good working relationship. And in this adventure, it's basically inspired by European folklore, because, you know, in Europe, there are lots of legends and folk tales about uh, miraculous springs and fountains who can heal, whose waters can heal any kind of sickness or even cleanse one's soul from any scene. We based on this, this folk legend and we twisted it a, a bit introducing uh, the fact that in this Falkrest Abbey, there is, in fact, uh, an ongoing fight between the forces of good and evil, uh, unbeknownst uh, by, by to, the, to the players, of course. And there are a lot of things to explore and a lot of ways to, to enter the story and to, to make uh, one's own path through it. Now, so this is, uh, I'm, I'm curious, like they talk about like sandbox adventures and, and point, how would you say, what would you classify this adventure as in something along those lines? Is this kind of, is there a definitive path you have to follow or a storyline or is it it's, more left? It's, the, it's quite the opposite of that because uh, we have uh, four different hooks. Two of those are linked to the miraculous water. Yes. Uh, with NPCs that want it for different reasons, different reasons, and you can play both hooks together, so that you, as a GM, you can force players to decide which NPC they want to give the water to. But we also have two completely different hooks, <laughs> uh, which send the NPCs to look for something completely different inside the Abbey. And once inside the Abbey, there are two competing NPCs who uh, want to have the players do something <laughs> which has nothing to do with the water. Again, they can only take one task or the other because one of the NPCs want the other to be uh, killed again. Because it's, oh. Well, oh. Both, of them, both of them are dead. <laughs> one, is a, one is a ghost and the other is a white. So oh, <laughs> they, my! They don't like each other, and players <laughs> will probably be forced to fulfill one task or the other, or neither. 
of course. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, I like. I appreciate that. There's not not one path. It, it's not linear uh, as regards the map as well, and it's not linear as a story. Depending on the decisions of the players, the yeah. the abbey may crumble down at the end of the adventure, or may be cleansed of evil. So mm -hmm. we we've also listed a series of uh, possible outcomes, uh, which include uh, uh, which include a cleric who may restore the IP. If it's cleansed of evil, it may be a, a player, a player character or an NPC restoring the IP, or it may become uh, the fortress of a lich. If the white, is, <laughs> the white uh -oh. tasks are fulfilled, he may climb up the ranks in undead and become a lich. Or uh, another possible outcome is for Yedis to take over the place. That's excellent. That's excellent. It sounds like a it sounds like a, a like a, a great adventure to work with. And I've I've got a question now, Andrea. You specifically have written a lot of it looks like quite a few books and game books and whatnot. And and Giuseppe, I know you've done quite a few o OSE projects in the past. I'm curious why old school essentials. Why going that that route with your stuff is, is why is that the system y'all chose. <laughs> Okay, uh, we, you must know that in, <laughs> here in Italy, <laughs> everyone, every one of the uh, role players of our mm -hmm. age, in our 40s or older, yeah. we are all in love. We all, we all have a piece of our heart with the back me, not PX. Yes. <laughs> because that, that, that's the edition that uh, was translated in Italian in the okay. late 80s, I believe. And it was distributed everywhere. I bought mine in a toy store. There okay. were no, no game stores in the, yeah. in the 90s, in the <laughs> early 90s. There were no, there, there were like two in the whole nation. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the Italian translated back me was available in toy stores, even in the remotest part of the nation. So uh, in Italy, back me is the actual, actually preferred old school edition. But uh, old school essentials. I, I I've fallen in love with it after after a while. I mean, uh, I wasn't sure I wanted uh, yet another retro clone. Yeah, I I have a lot. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a lot. I, I got back into old school in I think around 2008 with mm -hmm. Labyrinth Lord. I didn't really even care which edition was exactly the correspondence with uh, Labyrinth Lord. But, uh, and I have, I don't know, I have a, a dozen more Ezraclones for sure in my mm -hmm. library. But, but then I, I, hear uh, that. I, when I finally had the chance to have old school essentials in my hands uh, in a store, I had to buy it. It's too <laughs> to have it. I mean, the book <laughs> is a solid one. Even the, 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 Italian, the Italian edition is as good as the English one uh, physically. Does it, and, does it have the same illustrations as the English? I don't know if I've seen it. Is it the across the board, just a straight up translation? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect translation. It's very, very well done translation. And the book is the same quality wise. So it's mm -hmm. a hardcover with uh, nice all book. the bells and whistles. And I, I think it's not the latest edition. I think mm -hmm. the cover is the same as the... The first one that had come out. I'm trying to remember what the first. I get. Uh, it seems yes. like it seems like there's a lot of different covers to old school yes. essentials. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a, true. Lots of covers. So, but 
basically the game is the same <laughs> because they, they changed the covers with the the different print runs yeah they, they're just different print runs when they do a new kickstarters the a new kickstarter they change the covers so it's a great book i i, I love the way the text is organized there's no oh, yeah. ambiguity in there and uh i love how they they created a new standard for adventure writing which yeah is the, the same clarity and ease of use that you have in the rule book you find it in the official adventures and often in the in third-party adventures too. I don't know if if Gavin Norman over there with old school essentials and then was the first people to do their I, adventures that way or not. But however I, they're doing I it, think, man, it's revolutionizing. Games. I think it wasn't actually. I think it was more of a process in the mm -hmm. OSR, maybe. But yeah, because yeah, I've seen it, some like different one-page dungeons and things like that popping up all over the place. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of stuff th through different people, even not even as printed books, but as PDFs and on HIO that did similar things. Uh, I, so, I think you're right. The, the one page in one page dungeons sure encouraged streamlined writing mm -hmm. for adventures well it's it, it's nothing like the old adventures like where you read gobs <laughs> and gobs just putting the information you need there and i've yes, said this a million it's times great, it's, it's how i get ready for a game it's what i do i scratch out my notes back back in the days i remember uh rummaging through the pages and yes. search for that piece of information you read <laughs> once before but you can't ever found again find again i ordered uh, an old back me book from drive through uh i think it's ac10 one about dragons and giants yeah, oh, the best and curious so, dragons and, it, and giants. Yes, that one. And it's horrible. <laughs> it's, I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I have no idea about the content because I couldn't read it. It's oh, a no. big wall of text in yes. three columns. So I, I just uh, read a few pieces that I was very curious about, but I couldn't force myself to read the adventures in there <laughs> because. I know that if I ever want to run them, I really should take a pencil and underline the parts yeah. that are uh, actual information I need to run the adventure. I use little stick it, like post-it notes. I will do some <laughs> yeah. pencil. I will do some pencil. I'm always tempted to get out a highlighter, but like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that to my book. So I don't really highlight, but I've been thinking I've, about I've it more and more. I've been doing that <laughs> since 1991. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I pick up used books here and there constantly, game books, and you'll pick it up and look at it in the used bookstore, and there is someone's highlights and their notes. Like, someone's eh. already done the job for you. It's great. <laughs> Back then, it was it was quite quite the norm to to highlight bits yeah. of information because you could you could really get lost. Yeah, you can. It, it, when you need to find that at the table, that's one of the. I got they got sticky notes that are like little thin tabs, almost like flags. I use yes. that. I use yes, those yes. a lot in the color. Sometimes I'll color code them. I'm like, okay, well, green's going to be monsters. <laughs> pink's going to be this. <laughs> Here you are mine. Yes, yes, those are what I use. He's, he's got the exact sticky notes that I use. About, and you would not believe how many books on my shelves just has tons. If you pull them out and look at them, just have tons of tabs sticking out of them, sticky note tabs from where I work. And I'll write, like, sometimes I'll even write what it is that's on that sticky note page so i remember oh, okay that's where it is so i can find it without opening it <laughs> we're on the same page yeah that's the way to do it <laughs> funny thing about the adventure writing format 
is that I've, uh, I wrote an adventure for Necrotic Gnome mm-hmm. for their latest Kickstarter. It was one of oh, the yes. such goals. This one was not in their usual format with the published adventures. It was the, with the, the format they have with the, the adventures published on Carcass Crawler, which is a bit different. Yes. With no bullet points, uh, much uh, shorter mm-hmm. format. Uh, taking less page space, okay, with with a more natural language. A bit. I'm trying. I, I I know we reviewed the Krogus Crawlers, and I've got at least uh, I've got most of them. Uh, at I this think point. one should be in number in Krogus Crawler. number number two. I think number the two. one with the Snake Temple. Oh yeah, I oh okay. I've got the I mean, digital that, one. That, we that's not mine. Yes. That's okay. Not mine. <laughs> okay, mine is still unpublished. Um, I, okay. I don't know if it will be on uh, one of the next issues of Krakos mm-hmm. or it will be a, P- a PDF collecting all the stretch goal adventures for beggars, or both, or probably both. Well, it's supposed to be uh, here in the States, from what I understand, from the Kickstarter they just did. It's supposed to be mailing out soon. I am watching the mailbox already. Like Maybe <laughs> it'll pop up today because I got I backed it. I'm getting both those boxes with the Errol <laughs> Otis cover and everything. I'm really excited. And I love that Errol Otis cover. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see the, the final map because I, I sent them the text which is my job and yeah. i sent them my horrible map <laughs> adventure so, so did you wait. was it sketched on paper or did you do it digitally no How did i'm you do- so bad at drawing i tried to draw the map on paper but it was so horrible <laughs> i drew it on using exographer yes as a it's not called exographer anymore it's a worldographer now oh which has a tool for uh, X maps and dungeon yes. maps in squares. So I, u- I used that one because it was before I found out about dungeon scroller, which is much <laughs> better, or at least I found it uh, easier and better suited to have a kind of final map. So you said one... dungeon crawler? Dungeon scroller. Scroller. Dungeon scroll. Yes. Oh, no, uh, Dungeon Scroll, Dungeon Scroll. Dungeon Scroll. Now dungeon I'm dropping scroll. you a link. <laughs> yeah, I, I need, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that, I don't think. It's Ooh. a great it's a wonderful tool. tool. It's wonderful. The, the map cool. in Falkrist, uh, they redid it with that one, with Dungeon Excellent. Scroll. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. I'm Giuseppe did it, yes. I went out and got, I got, the only one I have is this map making, I, what is it called? I, I, I got, I got one in a humble bundle, campaign cartographer. And yeah. honestly, I've never really used it. I got a ton of stuff for it in a humble bundle. I still just go into, well, I use affinity now. I used to use illustrator just draw them up in uh, affinity, uh, draw there or designer there and just i'll just draw them up in there because it's easier for me to do that than to learn the other tools yeah. <laughs> i i love uh worldographer for x maps it's great yeah uh, i've been using it for I, I don't know like 12 years it's mm-hmm. definitely worth the license for the x tools alone the dungeon drawing tool it, it's actually very good if you want to make uh vtt detailed vtt maps Okay. If you want to draw an old school dungeon map, dungeon scroll is great. It's way, also... way better, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, the, the, what they're showing, I like the way it looks. I like what they're doing. I, I've never, I've never seen it. I'm not familiar with it, so I, I'm going to definitely have to check that out and play around with it. Is there some kind of like licensing involved with Dungeon Scroll? Do you know? Is that if you make maps on there, can you go ahead and just print them on your stuff, or do you have to? Yes, you can use them uh, freely, unless you you're putting on the map some of the graphical assets that are contributed by others. So each okay. uh, library might have yes. a different licensing. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of, of course. sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's a great tool. I, well, I love them both. There's something I'm looking forward to because it was something that we had. I think the last time, so the first time you on here, you were on here, Giuseppe, we talked about Lands of, Lands of Legend. And uh, last time we talked about the Axion Library and that has finally that's finally hit so yes it's it's, it's been it's uh, we, we, i just dropped it yesterday the the print version mm -hmm. so beggars have been receiving the vouchers for the pod version uh in the last 24 hours so i see the numbers going up <laughs> on their through with people ordering their print copy i'm so happy with that one it's one of the few very few books i've been i i wrote all by myself Oh, uh, wow. The whole... <laughs> on the I think I have uh, something like 50, maybe, <laughs> things oh, I've worked on. But the, the things I wrote alone are like two or three, I don't know. <laughs> and, and this is one of them. And so I'm really happy with how it turned out, with the great feedback I've received. And with having a big, not so big, a good book in my hands. Now it's, I love Oh, it, it looks great. Happy. I haven't... <laughs> I, I, I I haven't had a chance to sit down. I backed it and I was getting ready to because this uh you gotta go on drive through to, to order it through drive through to get fulfilled. And and I haven't done that yet, but I'm excited. It looks real nice when you're holding it up. It looks beautiful here. I it, it, it looks cool and it looks like it's gonna look really nice on the shelf next to my OSE books. <laughs> Look, this is the stack of print proof. Oh yeah, look at, oh, you got a whole stack of them. I had to go through print proofs five times, five different charges, <laughs> because there was something, there was always something I had to fix, because no matter how hard you try to check everything on a PDF, there's always something that you miss when you check yeah. a PDF. So you have to go through. And, and then we had a problem with the cover because of the box thing on the cover, the white box around the, the image. You oh, see, I see. It was uh, off center. It this was, was very, very asymmetrical. So you're you're going to have to sign that one. It's a special collector's item that you'll put on eBay for millions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why you retire. <laughs> so might be buy a hit. So yes, someone, yes. Buy, someone buy it for the remaining amount of oh, your you mortgage. Bet, you bet. <laughs> like like coins mortgage. with with errors, coins or stamps with errors. Yes. <laughs> you bet. That's awesome. So yeah, and I, I while while I have both of you, I'd like to know, um, Andrea. I'd like to know a little bit more about the stuff that you've written in the past because your site you have a lot of not like. Uh, so you have a lot of sort of choose your own adventure style books as well as game books. Is that is that correct that you've done in the past? Can you tell us a bit about some of what, what all you've done there? Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, actually, um, for now, by now, the most prolific Italian writer of game books ever. 
Oh, I'm you. Uh, I didn't yes. know that. I thought it was Mauro. No <laughs> more. No more Mauro. Okay. <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> With my last game book on Conan. Uh, you took uh, over. <laughs> I, 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 I passed him. I, I love I love some Conan. I, what, what, oh, I, I doubt I can get that in the States because the weird licensing with the Conan, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there is some, some, some weird stuff about licensing Conan because different um, legislation between America and Europe allow Europe to, to actually publish things under the Conan name with some 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 exception why why in america is a bit more complicated for yeah. this reason this book will be not distributed in america is, uh, is it because no is it because of marble is it, it is yeah. because there are different times uh, before uh, the um, stuff goes to public domain in america and in europe and also because uh, complicated uh marvel <laughs> as as some some dubious claims about the name of conan on on uh envelopes oh and, uh, and sometimes they claim that books cover can be considered envelopes oh. and uh, yes <laughs> it's, it's weird it's <laughs> weird and strange weird and strange oh. for this reason we had for, for instance for this reason we had to change the name of this game book which is now no more called Conan, but the Barbarian's Blood, because the, Barbarian's uh, Blood. the editor received a season deceased, claiming oh, no. that he can't, he can't use uh, the Conan name on the cover and to, to avoid uh, any legal legal complication and expenses, he decided to to rename the book and called it so, the Blood of so the one you're holding now in your hands, it's uh, another unique piece. Speaking of eBay's rare hits, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. another one of those collectors. You're gonna put it on eBay, yes. pay off the mortgage. <laughs> there are less than less than one hundred uh now of this oh copies. wow there's only less than 100 <laughs> and i own five of them <laughs> <laughs> well that's five ebay auctions to help pay off the mortgage that, that must be uh, an excellent re retirement plan <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it that's great that's great I, 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 I would like to spend a few words about yeah uh, choose your own adventures book because i have two friends one is andrea and the other one is mauro longo with whom i wrote lands of legends they are the two most prolific <laughs> choose your own adventures <laughs> books writers in italian and uh i'm completely jealous about their skill in this uh, specific field because i think choose your own adventures books are much harder to design than uh, rpg adventures because when you write an rpg adventure you plan a plot, design a plot, a situation, yeah. stuff happening. But then there's a GM who will hopefully make it work at the table. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make it all come alive in that book. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious, how how do you approach writing something like that? It's a, not the most linear thing because you'll have to go back and write other threads that branch off. How do you, how do, you do that? Yes, basically is it's kind of writing... Um, Flow chart, mm -hmm. and because you have to thread all the yeah. the out possible outcomes and control each one of them and match them with the game system you decided to to use, 
And yes, it, it's hard, but but uh, Giuseppe said that it, in some regards it is more difficult than writing an, an RPG adventure. But in other regards, it's easier because uh, in a game book you have the full control of any outcome. Yeah. While in an RPG adventure you must carefully set up the the stages because things you know players can go can make things go horribly south. Yes. And yes. you have to, to put <laughs> yes. some 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 boundaries here and there, even invisible one, to avoid. Uh, the adventure <laughs> being ruined. So there are Derailed. pros and cons. Pros yeah. and cons. Yeah, yeah, Surely yeah. Uh, writing a game book is uh, a much longer endeavor. That seems like it would be an interesting task to undertake. It's never one that I've actually considered doing in my life. <laughs> but I, <laughs> when I was growing up, I read them like like I read the there was the brand that was just choose your own adventure, which was really popular, which was various genres. And then there was there was a there was one that I would read that was more just fantasy. And I don't know. It was just fantasy type, like 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 okay, well, sci-fi world. fantasy. And they would like I remember one of one of the books I read, like the guy was flying through space and he crash landed on an ocean planet and he got gills and he was running around with a sword fighting fish people in the sea and stuff. I don't even remember the name of it. But well, I used to get so many, many of them. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been over 30 you're pushing 40. So <laughs> it's pushing 40 years ago. So I was pretty young when I read those. But I love those things growing up. They're great. And yeah, it's super about cool. about adventure design. I love working with Andrea because we have a great feeling uh, when we work together and we the, the way we've worked on Fulcrest Abbey and uh, other stuff we wrote in the past. It, it's always been the same, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Andrea, that I, I, I devised an, a structure, basically a structure and a format with mm -hmm. uh, how I, I wanted things to work. Yeah. And, then, and Andrea filled it with fluff, but it's not really fluff. It's the actual content of the yeah. adventure. And it, the, the great thing uh, it's that uh, we've worked on completely radically different setups <laughs> with, with, with great results. I'm really happy with the results in both cases. The, um, the one thing we wrote together before Falkrist was a, a science fiction adventure for Savage Words. Yes. So it was a completely different setting and a radically different game because Savage Words is it's not really an OSR system. It's kind of like I, I, it's. I've never played it. I've got a copy of it, but it's just kind of okay. like like GURPS was back in the day. You can make any game you want with this, and I think that's 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 cool. Yes, yes. I, I I love Savage Worlds. It's one of my I think my second favorite RPG. <laughs> my my <And> favorite one. <laughs> I I think uh, the Beaks or Back Me is my the, the one I prefer to play the most. After that, I prefer to play Savage Worlds. And the, the, the one on an adventure we wrote together, Guardians of Sultau, it's completely different from an OSR adventure because it's uh, an adventure that it's divided in scenes. So it's kind of a railroaded adventure. Yeah. But the, my part of the job was finding ways to not make it a railroaded adventure. Uh, I think we succeeded in that together. We worked on how to make things work within the story so that choices weren't forced on players ever through the story. And we put in a lot of fail forward. 
so that yes. if things didn't work as expected into one of the scenes of the adventure, they had repercussions on later parts of the story, but the story could go on even if one of the scenes failed, we can say, if one of the tasks was not uh, completed successfully, like a battle or a negotiation. And the <laughs> fun <laughs> thing is that the art for this uh, Savage Wars adventure, Gardens of Sultau, was made by the same uh, friend who made the art for Falkirst Abbey. So this is a return of the three of us together on an adventure. Oh, My great. friend Zaira Diana, who usually doesn't work on uh, art, she her first job is teaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Occasionally we call her for art. I, I love her style. It's something in between uh, cartoonish and grim together. No. And I love the, the yeah. ghost, the cover. I love the cover, the, the white that she drew for the cover. Yeah, the Falkrist Abbey cover is really cool. I like it. It's good. That's, that's yeah. a, that, the, the amazing thing with working with Zaira is that you don't have to write art requests for her <laughs> because she, she reads everything, the oh. whole thing. Yes, she yes. And she thing. goes her own way. And she decides what she wants to draw. So she figured out the, the composition of the cover with the white and the outline of the abbey and the miraculous water drop on the cover. That was all her own idea. I just, I just, I just told her that I thought the... Um, what, what's the, the painter's name? Can you remember? And I can... I never remember the name. The, um, there's a famous painting, uh, actual painting of a famous painter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the name of the painting is, is Study of Pope Pius XI. Oh, you see, I, I was going to say he looks like, he looks like the, the Lich Pope. <laughs> yes, the, 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 the Lich Pope, basically. It's the uh, 19th century painter who took those classical portraits of popes and made it again like the the guy is melting with radiations <laughs> it was a study of pope uh, of pope who yes pious the 11th looking in, no no it's not pious it's was in, it innocent innocent yes innocent innocent the, the okay and the the painting is oh by... that was francis bacon ah velasquez yeah. francis bacon yeah that makes okay. sense. Oh, the original by yes. velasquez and and but, bacon uh, so I, remade I it. Say, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that painting could be a good base but her answer was oh no if i i hate that painting because it scares <laughs> me because she says i hate the painting because it scares me and that painting is very, very often in textbooks, in literary textbooks, because it's uh, one of the most famous paintings. Yeah. And they always put it in literature textbooks. And she says she hates it when she finds it in her, <laughs> in her textbooks for her classes. She covers it with her hand. <laughs> Nevertheless, she drew a lich pope for us on the cover. Yeah, it works my lich pope. If I may, may, may add a yeah. little thing about Falkirst Abbey, one of the things me and Giuseppe likes the most is try to cram uh, within few pages uh, uh, the hint of a whole and more deep setting. It's a thing we already did with the Holes of the Damned. Yes. Just um, hinting uh, some hints here and there. We suggest there is a much more deep 
um, setting for the adventure. And I think this gives uh, our works uh, an unusual kind of, of depth and, and immersivity for, for the players. I appreciate it. That's that's good. That's a good way to approach it, especially as opposed to what people are calling the wall of text. (laughs) Well, we're coming on time. Could y'all let the listeners know where they can find find you online and check out some more of your stuff and pick it up as well? Sure. Uh, I think everything we've written together can be found on Drive Through RPG. So for Falkris Abbey, Axon Library, uh, the Savage World stuff, Guardians of Sultau, and the the Holes of the Damned. Holes of the Damned, another... now I'm dropping your link right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure for Golden Glory, which is uh, an expansion for Savage Worlds to play old school dungeons. <laughs> Ah, with nice. savage words nice <laughs> even masterless ones excellent, yes. excellent. Uh, uh, Giuseppe devised the procedural way of uh, playing savage words which is simply fantastic in my opinion that's cool <laughs> that's cool I appreciate that and you're you're uh, you also can pick up some of some of your books Andrea uh you have a blog out there yes. that people can find some more of your writing Where yes is it is at? in italian but there are also some some posts in in english too i'm writing you right there and that is hellwinter.blogspot.com yes dot com okay we'll and make... uh, at the same name hellwinter you can find also my podcast which is a lot in italian <laughs> You know, we'll make sure we get put some links in the show notes. So if you're looking to, to find those, you can, you'll be able to find those. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to both of you today. Thank, Thank you, you very for, much, Shane. For yeah. us. <laughs> I, well, I guess we'll, we'll come again for future projects. We have more. Oh, coming. yes, please do. Definitely. We have future <laughs> projects. Hit me up. Let me know ahead of time. We'll get you on. Uh, we'll we, talk about it. I'd love to hear about it. Andre what, and what I is, are, are already working on a new adventure. We'll, really? Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Podcast that be is only the beginning. <laughs> so what, yes. what, 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 what can you tell us real quick about what we can look forward to to hearing about next time? Okay, we, come on. We 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 will be repeating the format mm-hmm. of Chris Abbey more or less, and the the venture will be based on a blog post I made on my blog Accent Spice, which was about cliche dungeons. Oh. So on, on the blog post, I made uh, a few examples of how you can take a boring standard cliche idea like a cave with goblins. Yeah. And which steps you can follow to make it new, fresh, interesting. And so I said, Andrea, why don't we develop this example into a fully fleshed adventure? So it's going to be an, a cave with goblins, which was uh, home to stone giants. Oh, giant layer. Stone giants who had bound a purple worm inside the cave. Oh my! <laughs> a very old and nasty one. Yes, oh my. Uh, an ancient purple yeah. worm. So it's going to have like five hit dice more <laughs> so, because 15 was not enough. And is this one the, not is this one not a level one adventure? It, it is a level one oh, adventure okay. because no one has to kill the purple worm. Excellent. But the, the goblins have been messing with the purple, the, the binding devices that the giants have left in the cave. So it might be fred by the players or the goblins. And there's a goblin princess, princess who wants to be rescued. 
And I mean, there will be a lot of interaction and possible <laughs> ways of interacting with the environment, like in Fortress Abbey, with players making more troubles <laughs> than <laughs> there's already going on, like freeing about uh, purple worm with like 20 hit dice. <laughs> and uh, there also is a uh, psychopath killer elf, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my. No. Hi. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the elf is, uh, is stalking the goblins inside the, the cave, predator style. Oh, so the no. goblins know there's something killing them one by one, but they don't know what it is. So they might hire the party to find out and stop it. Or the players <laughs> may ally with the elf if they want to exterminate the goblins. Or they might say to ignore the goblins and only help the princess escape. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or more. There's <laughs> still more. <laughs> Well, this uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this. What's the title of that? Is there a title yet, or are we still working uh, on that? For now, the working title is just the mouth. The mouth. Uh, been, yes, because the the cave uh, is shaped like a mouth. But I'm thinking that would be a problem with Google search because it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. It's never uh, I made so many times in the past. <laughs> giving yeah. Generic titles are bad, so we really should. <laughs> think a better name something more unique that's great that's excellent well thank you for coming on it's been great getting a chance to chat if you've <laughs> thank been, you thank you no thank doubt, you so much no doubt if you've enjoyed what you've heard give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook search wobblies and wizards wobblies and wizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter at logar hail crom we're on patreon we could really use any support we can get patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards and as always, keep those dice rolling.